Welcome to Mysteries from Owl Creek Press, where there's always a free book waiting for you. Today's free book is White Slave Treasure. Go to owlcreekpress.com and check it out. If that's one of the books you like, contact me at owlcreekpress at gmail.com and tell me you'd like a copy, a free copy of the audio version of White Slave Treasure. I'll send you a code, instructions, how to use it so you can enjoy a free copy of this fully narrated, professionally read audio book. Now today's story, Cursed Blood. In 1960, Harold Lloyd, at 44, was a happy, healthy bachelor. He was accountant for a large law firm in Maine. He wasn't frugal, but didn't live lavishly either. He drove his car until it registered 300,000 miles, ate lunch at the same health food cafe Monday through Friday, worked out at the gym three days a week, and ran a mile on the in-between days. He was proud that he weighed the same as he did when he was in college and still had a full head of hair. When he turned 40, he began donating blood. He signed up with Red Cross to be notified when blood was needed in his community. Over four years, he donated blood 33 times. Wilhelmina Staples' stage name was Starfire. She was a pole dancer at the only strip club in the county and hooked for extra money. At 26, she had amassed a large savings and looked forward to getting out of what she called the skin business and traveling. Her ambition was to open a travel agency on the island of Crete. Now, Harold thought nothing of the number of times he had donated blood and had become the number the local hospital called. He never knew who got his blood until he made the headlines in a story about how his rare blood type had saved a celebrity injured in an auto accident. Several months after the donation, the news carried the story of the celebrity's gruesome death in yet another auto accident. Now curious about who got his blood, he found a source in the Red Cross and at the hospital that would share the name of the recipients. Over the next nine months, all 13 individuals that had been given his blood had died by fire, were murdered, or killed in an auto accident. One man was repairing his roof, lost his footing, and fell to his death. Harold began collecting newspaper clippings and making excuses for not giving blood. Finally, he changed his name and moved into a rural part of the county. When the day she'd marked on her calendar came, Starfire quit pole dancing and taking in Johns. She renewed her driver's license with her real name, bought a passport, destroyed anything that reminded her of her previous occupation. She enrolled in a school to train in the business of guiding tours and operating a travel agency. She moved into a nicer part of the state, renting a modest studio apartment, calculating every expense. She volunteered in her community and was a regular at police and fireman benefits. She was happy with her new identity, her new life. On a hot evening in July 1960, she was walking home from a community event held at the school only a few blocks from her apartment when she was attacked by a man calling her Starfire. She managed to fight him off, but not before being slashed and stabbed several times. At the hospital, she was immediately recognized as Wilhelmina Staples and identified as having a rare blood type. The hospital and Red Cross put out a call for Harold Lloyd. After discovering that he had moved, the police were contacted and soon tracked him down through his employer. Initially, he refused to donate, but was eventually convinced that the woman in need 
was a wonderful, caring citizen loved by the community. Wilhelmina fully recovered and visited Harold, who reluctantly greeted her at a public event. It was then that he got the idea of taking an interest in her future. They were soon dating, and at an intimate moment, she told Harold that she'd be graduating her class on the business of tourism and moving to her dream job on the island of Crete. Harold flew into a rage, fueled by the fear that she would die some kind of gruesome death like all the others that had been recipients of his blood. May 1961, Wilhelmina Staples was mid-Atlantic on the tiny cruise ship SS Expedition when it was broken in half by a rogue wave. Of the 223 passengers and 36 crew, only 31 passengers and 10 crew members survived. When the sinking reached the news and Wilhelmina's name was on the list of those that didn't survive, Harold quit his job, moved to the West Coast. You've been listening to Cursed Blood, a mystery from Owl Creek Press. Be sure to listen tomorrow when we explore the myth and reality of the Mothman. This is Kit Crumb. Thanks for listening.